live from TikTok headquarters. It's Can I Say Something Real Quick? Before we're banned edition, now your ring bearer, Damien. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to After Dark. May your beer be laid under enchantment of surpassing excellence for seven years. Trust me, we have everyone's favorite troglodyte Philistine. And today we have a very special guest. He's a boomer, he's a millennial, and he's got his finger on the pulse of a geriatric anus. It's Andy. On this week's show, we'll be discussing what we've been watching, including the Lord of the Rings trilogy, react videos, but first we'll be getting into why Giant Bomb, in my opinion, has been declining in quality over the past few years. Right into the show, bicycle at gmail.com, bicycle on Twitter, B-I-S-I-C-K-L-E. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, all the stuff. What's up, fellas? How we doing? Doing good, buddy. Doing good. How you doing? Good. Doing good, doing good. My team. I'd like to issue a, like huh? a formal apology for my last, last drunken intrusion that <laughs> I, I don't really remember. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. Uh, my team. I feel like everybody has a drunken intrusion. Yes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm halfway there right now. So. Yeah. Okay. So we're on pace. We're on pace. We'll get there. Yeah. Congratulations to the Philadelphia Pies for winning the Blazeball Blazeball Championship two years in a row. Damien, what is Blazeball? <laughs> well, Dion, I'm glad you asked. Blazeball is a fantasy baseball league that is entirely run run by AI. Um, let's see. It was started, I want to say, two years ago. Um, let's see. Reading an article from PC Gamer says at the end of the first season of Blazeball, not baseball, the votes are tallied and the forbidden book was opened. A solar eclipse re- resulted. The Empire's eyes turned white. The Mob Desert was swallowed by Hellmouth, and a player named Jalen Hotdog Fingers immediately burst into flames and was completely incinerated. That's a pretty grim series of events, but things are tough everywhere right now. Real Major League has some Major League problems. Ha ha ha. Despite keeping fans away from the parks and protecting players, COVID-19 is sweeping through the majors. Uh, so what is Blazeball? It's a website that simulates an off-kilter version of baseball, and each season lasts only a week. Members can follow games in real life and bet entirely and bet entirely with fake coins on the outcomes. Uh, rules change, and other events can be voted on during each season by fans who have subscribed. So you go in and you can, um, with your coins, you can uh, vote on different modifiers for the next season. Uh, some modifiers are the last place team in the league will be eliminated from the league and replaced with a new team. Uh, the team with the most fans will evolve. Um, let's see. The bottom four teams in the league gain a fourth strike. It will take four strikes to strike out any better on their team for the following season and postseason. So... That is basically what blaze ball is. Blase ball? Blaze ball? Yeah. Blaze ball. Blaze ball. Blaze ball. ball. Yeah. Do, uh, do the teams stay strong? Like, can you make a dynasty? I know you said that the the pies the pie, won yeah. two World Series in a row. They did. Which is two weeks of yes. uh, seasons. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, one season the whole week. Yeah. So, do the teams like carry over? Like, yeah. so the rosters are all, are, are they always the same or? Do, do they cycle new players in? 
Yeah, I don't know. This is the first season, first week I've been involved in it, so I actually couldn't tell you that. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if there's like trades, if there's you know retirements, things like that. So it is okay. just it is just thing a new th- very brand new thing just created in the last two weeks. Um, especially you can tell since uh, the site crashed at the very end of this past uh, World Series. So yeah, it'll be definitely something I'll keep my eye on too. It's it's uh, since you know since all of the all of the sportses are retired for now or done for now, probably for the rest of the year. It's uh it's an interesting. That's, that's not true. What's that? Uh, actually, the MLB is back, and is NBA it is back. Is it? Are they though? MLB is about to be on their way back out. Uh, yes, yeah, they like seven are. or eight games already due to teams entire teams catching corona yeah nba is doing it right they're in a bubble uh unless you're lou williams and you leave and go to get chicken wings and go to the strip club (laughs) Uh, (laughs) see what happens with that but yeah yeah yeah. no nba seems like they're doing it right with the bubble hockey's been going on too really they have satellite cities they play out of uh they try to keep travel to a minimum it's Mm kind of like what mlb should have done but mlb is like no we'll just start the shit back up and YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, so MLB is about to be on its way out again. Hockey's doing fine. And basketball, I think, should go on without a hitch. They just had their first uh, couple games uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. Or, <laughs> what, NFL is doomed now? before it even starts. Hopefully, they take a page out of uh, MLB book and not do anything that they've done. But, yeah, yeah. they have no intention <laughs> to do any kind of satellite city or bubble. So, we'll see. We will see. Uh, so moving on, I want to talk about, uh, Giant Bomb. This is the first week I did not listen to a Giant Bomb at all episode of any, of any of their, uh, podcasts. Their multiple podcasts. Well, that's not true. I listened to the Hotspot, which is the only one I listened to. Uh, but it's not really, it's not really video game based. It's more like shooting the shit, uh, talk about things that you want to talk about that's not video game related. Not, not super video game related, but, um, yeah. I mean, I, I was listening to the Lord of the Rings book. Um, so that took up most of the time, but I also, I, I, at the same time, I do have like, you know, a tier of podcasts that I will listen to always, even if I'm doing something else or if I have lack of time to listen to podcasts, there's always that like a tier S tier of podcasts that I will always find time for. And, uh, giant bomb is not in that tier for the first time in like 10 years. Um, and somebody on Reddit Basically summed up my thoughts on why I stopped listening uh, pretty well. So this is from posted by user deleted. So we got that. Um, post <laughs> is called, I wish Giant Bomb would address these issues, the, the decline of reviewing games. He says, uh, did many people read and watch them on the site? Probably not. And this is a valid reason for not doing them. However, what I've noticed from re-listening to 2009-2010 podcasts is the review process was an incentive for them to play and finish games more often than they do now. It was very rare that only one member of the staff was playing a game back then, and usually three or even four of them were playing the same game. Jeff, Brad, and Ryan would routinely mention juggling several games for for review purposes and this meant that when they were discussing each game the discussions were more nuanced and in, and in depth now that they just play games when and how they want with no end goal in mind i feel they drop off things much easier which means games don't get the attention they used to uh he goes on to say that he is a professional videographer um so nobody knows editing is nobody knows editing is long and hard work more than me it is time consuming no doubt but while a lot of the off the cuff content giant bomb 
was what made so many of us fall in love with them in the first place. Many of the edited features were some of the site's best content. Um, let me see. So they talk about, uh, he was a GameSpot premium member and was devoted to the hotspot on the spot, other podcasts back in the day. Up until recently, not much changed, but now I feel like they're losing their relevancy. Uh, they're not going out to big events. I mean, nobody is now, but, uh, and those Twitch and YouTubers, they mock so frequently. They're putting out higher quality, better edited videos than a company which is part of CBSI. Um, so that is true. All the content that they made isn't as good as it used to be back in the day. But the part I wanted to focus on more was the part where he said, you know, discussions were more nuanced and in depth because that's what I get from podcasts like, um, Waypoint, Waypoint Radio is these super, you know, super long, super in depth, super nuanced, um, you know, complex, interesting discussions, uh, between people who have played the same game. And now what you're seeing a giant bomb a lot is, uh, you know, you have three or four people on, on the show. Um, Jeff, just say Jeff, Brad, and, you know, somebody else. And maybe they haven't played the same game or maybe they're not interested in playing the game, same game. Like you said, they don't have the, the motivation to, to, to get through it, to, to see it to the end because they're not doing the review. So you have them just dropping off games more and more often. So you don't have that sort of, that same, you know, back and forth discussion than they used to because people are just not playing games like they used to. So. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you can yeah. kind of see it with us too. Like, you'll bring up a game, and uh, I mean, unless you see it through to the end. Yeah. I mean, I'm not about to go get that. First of all, it's yeah. just, you know, the, but my time restrictions and everything is, is rare that I actually get to get out and play a game. Like, I'm playing Spider Man, but mm. let's be honest, it's probably going to take me uh, a month or two to beat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Andy, hell, how long was I having to finish Final Fantasy VII Remake? How long did it take you to finish it? No, no. How long was I hounding you to finish it? Oh, yeah. You were on me. I had finished it first. Yeah, you did. You you were on me for like five weeks or something. (laughs) Insane. Right? And you were the first one to do it. There were like five of us that were all playing the game, and I'm pretty sure you're the only other one that's finished. Everybody else hasn't. Yep. That's crazy. So, I mean, I can kind of relate to that, but I mean, that... Don't you got to keep dancing with the girl that brought you to the party? Like they should keep uh, doing the games. Like uh, oh, yeah. it feels like they're losing their identity, or maybe they don't know what their identity is right now. Maybe they're having, maybe they need a sit down conversation. And yeah, I mean, what are they trying to do? They're trying to powwow? Like what are they yeah. talk about if they're not talking about games? I mean, it is about a lot about the games, um, more about the industry it, it, itself of like, you know, how are they going to pivot to making, you know, online content as, as opposed to doing the in-person uh, E3s or GameComs or any of the, you know, games conferences that they've had in the past. A lot of talk about that. Uh, you know, the game consoles coming out now, they're talking a lot about, you know, the differences between the consoles, what the price is going to be, the the console ex- exclusivity, you know, um, games that... Look at me, they're consoles so many times. And you're not doing the <laughs> console. We're <laughs> talking about console releases. Three times you just like just kept letting go. Yep. Sorry, continue. Six consoles. <laughs> but yeah, it's a lot it's a lot about the industry itself and not specifically games that they're that they are may or may not be playing. Um one last thing I just want to say, uh this comment down here, one of the first con- uh comments on the post specifically talks about what I what my uh, issues are with it. Um, the guy says, I don't agree with all your posts, with all your points, but I think most are valid, especially with regards to game reviews or lack thereof. The discourse around games on the podcast as of late have been pretty weak 
and surface level. As a resource for making informed purchasing decisions, I feel Giant Bomb no longer fills that role because, as you said, there isn't a critical mass of people on staff actively playing, let alone completing games. If you want a solid data on a game, I'm much more likely to go to someone like uh, ACG, I'm not sure who that is, um, who can provide a can provide it in a succinct no BS style. All in all, I'm glad you took the time to write this up. Blah blah blah. Um, somebody else said, you know, uh, he responded to the um, surface level discussion they're having. He says it's so much of this. I was fine with the backing away from reviews because I felt uh, we still got what we needed from the podcast. But recently, it seems no matter, no one in the crew actually has any final opinions on the game. They just kind of describe what it is and then shy away from any sort of recommendation or verdict, except when they absolutely love a game. We've lost almost all actual games criticism from the site, and it really sucks. Um, yes, uh, somebody else says, That critical sophistication mixed with the devil-may-care crassness was the beautiful part about the early formula. And that really is, you know, the main point I'm trying to make is they have a very, you know, surface-level, very basic very, you know, generic discussion about games now. And this, the thing I was sort of came to the site for, and the, the thing I came to the podcast for was that sort of sophisticated, you know, nuanced discussion about each aspect of the game. And that's the, the thing they really backed away from recently, which I can understand because Jeff just had a kid, you know, it's a year and a half ago. And I think, you know, Vinny's had, had a family for a long time. And, you know, I think uh, that, that, you know, having kids and shit will definitely cut back your, your time that you want to invest in games and also reviewing games. But if you can't, you know, sort of fill that role anymore, then you should probably, you know, pick up some younger people that can can do that. So, so as someone that's never listened to the Giant Bombcast, yes. uh, is it like, is that their full-time job? Or yes. do they have full-time jobs and that's their side hustle? Giant Bomb is their full-time job. Then they can play fucking video games. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like if I'm, if, if I'm getting paid upwards of even half of what I make now to talk about video games, you bet your ass I'm a fine time to play video games. Yep. Right. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't they probably like make, that to a significant they probably make way more than I make now. Probably. I wonder do, if yeah. they probably, like a wife or something, just like, I'm sick and tired of you playing video games. It's like, it's literally my job, man. I'm going to find a new job, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, think about all these streamers, and uh, uh, you wonder how many times that conversation comes up in the house. But I, I'm interested to know, like, like what what are their uh, viewers or not maybe the viewers, listeners? Uh, did they see like a correlation in like uh, viewership or listenership going down or something? Because I mean, you imagine, particularly with me, like you know, reviews always went so far with a game. What really happened was, is it by uh, a, a, a game company that I, I really like is it uh, a game that you know of a sequel of something that I've played before I mean most of the times reviews were just kind of like verifying is it good or bad and either way if I wanted to get the game I wasn't going to listen to the review I I, I just get it right. but now I mean, they were fun to read but now it just seems like whenever there's a game that comes out I find myself just going on Twitch and just watching some gameplay footage yeah. and hearing somebody say something about it you know, just straight up live. It doesn't really matter who it is. I just watch other people play and it's like, all right, that looks like a game I might want to play. So then I'll leave the channel and sometime I'll get around to getting the game. But, you know, just I, I wonder if like maybe they were seeing numbers that they didn't really like and maybe that's why they're getting away from reviewing a game because like, yeah, nobody's really listening. Did you say that? I think you might have said that actually. Sorry, say that again? Or what? That, that like uh, they noticed that people their reviews people weren't listening to the reviews as much like that you might just be hearing 
the vocal minority. Yeah. Like you pick up that one guy that feel like he uh he said your words, the words you wanted to say, but hmm. maybe yeah. uh maybe it's it was just like, well, nobody's listening to this anyway. So oh, yeah. we doing something that we want to do or whatever. That's interesting. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what their numbers were. I don't know if they're like like you said, if they're gonna sit down and write a review and take, you know, two days to write a review. I don't know if it's worth it that's worth it to them anymore. I knew they I know that they were talking about like um the fact that <clears throat> recently in the last let's say 3 or 4 years games publishers have have really clamped down on trying to not let leaks out of their of even the plot or the mechanics of a game. So what they've been doing recently is uh not sending a game out until like the day before or the day uh two days before or the day before uh release. And what will happen is if you are looking for a review of a game that just comes that has just come out, you're not going to read a review um, that was published the day after the game came out. You want to read the review before the game comes out. So the fact that publishers are not sending out games in time for reviewers to review them um, well enough, right, to, to make a well enough informed uh, opinion on the game, then they I think that was one of the reasons they backed away from doing reviews. I guess yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Kind of leaks into what i was suggesting yeah yeah, yeah. actually that's really plus mm-hmm. i find that a lot of co- game companies are actually like backing away from even things like uh e3 and such like they uh, you hear it all like all the time how this e3 or something else is it's dying nobody's nobody's putting out like sony doesn't do it uh sometimes like sometimes they do it i don't know it just maybe maybe that's just the whole the whole uh I won't say genre, but the, the whole business of it is just kind of dying out. Yeah, the industry know. is changing the way it uh promotes its games. Like you said, they're probably giving games to, you know, Twitch streamers. I know there are a lot of Twitch streamers play games before before they are released now. And like you said, if I just want yeah, to see codes, I, they drop codes and Yeah. Yeah. If you want to know what the game looks like or plays like or or you know what people think of it, just go on Twitch and watch yeah. somebody play for five minutes. Yeah, probably cheaper. Probably is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they probably make more money in the long run too. Like, all right, these guys can review it, or I could get like one of the biggest streamers in in some. Well, I mean, I guess it'd all be considered gaming community, but yeah, it just seems like more money would be just there for people to be like, oh shit, that game looks sick. I'm gonna get that game. Oh, this guy's playing it. Well, then I'm playing it. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. Bombcast. Yeah, pour one out for Bombcast. I'll still listen to the to the hotspot. Hotspot. Um, I said before the the old guard of Giant Bomb. You know, Jeff, Vinny, uh, Alex, and uh, Brad. Those are the guys that I put, I respect their opinion of things more so than the new guys. So the hotspot is all of them. It's made up of them talking about stories from back in the day. So I will uh, keep listening to that one. But I'm fortunately going to drop uh, Giant Bomb. Also, ACG is a YouTube channel. Oh, okay. So that kind of, you said ACG. I don't know what that yeah. is. Yes, yes, I did. That comment. So that ties into the Twitch thing. Like he just went yep. to a YouTube channel and watched this dude play it. Yep. Or whatever, whatever ACG actually is. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, so moving on, unless Andy has anything to say about that. Negative. Negative? Okay. <laughs> so we got a couple Linkin Park things to talk about this week. Uh, first is Mike Shinoda. I, I, hold, I on, go, hold on. Yes, yes. Oh, real quick. Real, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Real quick. Yes. Andy, <laughs> last week we yeah. did a uh, uh, name this tune. 
or yeah, yeah. Last week we did name this tune. Yep. And uh, how many members are in Lincoln Park? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna guess five. Oh, okay, I said six, but he said two. <laughs> did not two. say two. I did he not say two. two. I did not say two. As a rock group. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Listen. remember that time where we had like this big old description of what new metal was? We'll yeah. say it. What? Hey, new metal. They're new metal. But he said rap rock. So I was singing it and I said, okay, we have a singing part and we have a, a rapping part. And, he, and you said, is it, are they rap it? Is, is the band a, a rap thing or are they, or are they singing thing? I said, they're both. One's a singer, one's a rapper. So I was doing the rapping part of, um, but you uh, just forgot about the guitarist and the bassist and the drummer. She was at, specifically, I'm doing, yeah. like, I'm singing. <laughs> I'm describing. <laughs> I have to describe what I'm doing. Like I have to. I have to give clues to what I'm doing, and I can only hum and like do la la la, la la la, like do some you know humming, and I have to describe uh-huh. when like the rapping part is coming. And I said, "There's some rapping and there's some singing." And he goes, "Well, what is it? Is it rapping or singing?" And I'm like, "Well, there's some rapping and there's some singing. There's two guys that one guy raps, but one guy sings." You never asked whether there was other members of the band. You have to specifically <laughs> ask that, my man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man could, no, that that was uh, a lot of consternation there buddy sure but go sure, ahead sure, sure, continue sure. i yes. wanted to, to tell andy that see what see his thoughts but i mean <laughs> after his plans, they were the same as mine so you can understand where my uh distress mm-hmm. was coming from mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. continue uh, thank you yours yeah <laughs> so i went down a bunch of uh youtube rabbit holes recently of uh react videos react videos are you know they're mainly targeted towards uh younger kids but i also uh enjoy them some of the some of them are like you know vfx artists react to good and bad uh studio effects cgi effects um one of them was because i guess i listened i looked up something you know this person reacts to that thing i get i'm now uh getting all these react videos but one of them was uh kids react to uh lincoln park like 17 18 year olds listen to old lincoln park and and give their reaction <clears throat> and now they had they flipped it and they had uh um mike shinoda react to the kids reacting to his music so i'm going to play a little bit of a little <laughs> clip here of that <laughs> So we're going to be showing you a handful of music videos by a band that's been around for a long time, starting with their newest video. Okay. I'm intrigued. Let's They're do. so suspicious. I don't know who this is. I have no idea what this is. I can tell you I already don't know this band. Wait, is this Lincoln Park? I love that the first three people are like convinced they don't know who it is. I like this. This doesn't sound bad. The guy in the striped shirt is so nice. He's my favorite. music video work well together. The guy in the button-up shirt is so nice. He's my other favorite. It's really simple drum beat in the background, and I'm like... The guy in the Punisher hat is being really rude. I have a love-hate relationship with him because he simultaneously like really like seems like he listens to music passionately and he's like very like invested in music but also he's so opinionated very depressing music video i can tell it's not depressing it's uplifting i have no idea who this is this Lincoln park what the hell was that (laughs) funny thing about this song is when we play it live you all of the live stuff comes out a lot more than in the mix. So like this, when you hear it this way, it's like, yeah, it sounds very like electronic or like pop. And then when you come 
when you hear it any other way, it's like a lot more rock, which I feel like if they heard that version, they would like recognize it. <laughs> okay, Here, seriously? Let me uh, let me pause it and throw up the, the video. You got to see his reaction. Let's see. You see that? Yeah. Okay. This first video, I have kids. And I won't show them this first video. Like, yeah, I saw this. it's just so bad. By the way, it was directed <laughs> by a guy who did porn. He was a porn director. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. He looks completely different. Chester's hair in this video is so insane. My hair in this video is way worse. <laughs> this is what I expect from Linkin Park. Not that pop shit that they were popping out. <laughs> you you go immediately for him like not that pop shit, and then the very next thing is like our poppiest song. I imagine this is where everybody was like, oh, this is Lincoln Park. Wait, this is Lincoln Park. Is this Lincoln Park? Nice. This is very 2000 <laughs> with like the cheap graphics that like wouldn't pass now. Oh, don't worry, those cheap graphics didn't pass when we put the video out either. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> This is honestly a really good song. Thank you. The funny thing is, I am positive that if we put out a song today that sounds like this, people just been like, oh, yuck, what is that? This in 2000 is great. This in 2017 is embarrassing. I feel like Chester's hair has become a caricature of itself. Why were we all so angry in this video? <laughs> These lyrics are so dramatic, but you don't really notice because it's so loud. Because it's so, so loud. loud. <laughs> I think that's my favorite 90s hairstyle is just like the multiple unicorn horns. <laughs> the girls comment about because it's so loud is like one of my favorite things. Hold up. Can you not hear this? Me? Yeah. I hear it. Yeah. Oh, you hear it. Okay. I don't. You don't? But I'm handling it on my own end. You're hearing it on your own end? You're handling it on your own end? I'm handling it on my own yeah. end. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. I like this animation that they're doing. Whoa, I actually really like this music video. This is really cool. Maybe we need to do another animated video. This is getting good reviews right now. You could tell, like, as the music videos go on, you could, like, hear the difference and the change in their style. I like that she's picking up on that. That was cool. She appreciated the evolution because I mean you put these videos in in the row next to each other and it's like like this video for or the song for breaking the habit at this point doesn't have any heavy guitars in it like it's not it doesn't sound like a alternative rock song the evolution feels really like smooth and fast when that happens but in tr in reality it was like over years <laughs> Linkin Park made good music. Thanks, dude. I appreciate that he's enjoying it. This is, this is great. I like this song. It's so funny watching like the lead singers like evolution. <laughs> I want to send them all shirts. Can we do that? Totally. I totally want to do that. I know this song too. Every single one. This one was this song was on Transformers. This is a Transformers theme song. This is the one that I just heard a thousand times as a kid. <laughs> Half the band, when we first got as a kid, asked fuck off. if we wanted to put a song <laughs> in the first Transformers movie, 
three of the six guys were on the fence about it. The main reason why we did it is because we loved the toys growing up. You know, like I had every Transformer. A lot of the music is sort of the same and there's just something just kind of cringy about it, but I think it's just because everyone else hates on them. So I feel like I need to. Okay, hold on. I want to know who this girl's friends are that are such like intense haters that they've like, that she cares so much about what they think about our band. Even though she doesn't really know our band, she does know that her friends hate our band. So, that was the band Linkin Park. No way! She never figured it out. <laughs> they have been a That's great. Good for them for still making music. They like stuck around, even with all the hate that they get. The first song we played you is their latest single, and there's been a decent amount of backlash from the fans. Some saying that the song sounds too poppy, that they don't even really scream sing in the song like they used to. Yeah, I agree. Their newest song is sort of like a sellout in a sense, just cause it's like, oh, let's do what's trendy now and let's bring in like a female pop singer and then we'll make everything more mellow now instead of like 90s angst cause that's what not in anymore. What have we become oh, like, if we're hating on Lincoln Park? <laughs> what do you mean? This video hey. is three years old. I feel like this is a good, Thank you for chiming in. I feel like it's a good moment to uh -huh. point out that this was recorded about a month before Chester suicided. Okay. okay. That explains why I was a little bit happier. I was wondering that too. I was waiting for like some kid to say something and like just it was like a Mike Shinoda watch people die inside thing. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. no. <laughs> so yeah, it was recorded 2017, like you said, a month before Chester died. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it was interesting hearing his reaction to people's, uh, I always thought Mike Shinoda was Asian. Nope. I mean, he might nope. be. Uh, I mean, he, he might Rob, be a little bit Asian. He looks more Italian here though. Or just like, he, he, he looks he, like, like, um, Mac white. from, uh, always sunny. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I thought it was just interesting seeing his, t his take on people's, uh, thoughts on his, uh, on their music. That was fun. Thank it's you. Cool. I mean, it, it's like, um, uh, what, what, what do they call those things? Like Jimmy Fallon does it or something. Reads mean emails and shit. Yeah. Like this is like, yeah. Uplifting one. You know, I, I mean, it's cool. I mean, I was kind of hope. Yeah. We good. Yeah. I was kind of hoping that, um, this kind of happened after the Chester stuff and you see him still in good spirits and whatever. Oh, I yeah. don't know. If, you know, but uh, it's cool that he was taking all stride too. And can I say the breaking the video the the habit video was was fucking incredible. It was fucking incredible. Video. It's amazing. It, I like how I, I, I really how, like, oh, yeah, that didn't hold up in two thousand. Well, yeah, that, those graphics sucked in two thousand. But then yep. you're just talking that, about that video, like yeah, that video was great. We should make another one. Like, what are you saying, Andy? Uh, I enjoy everything that Linga Park's done. Even going back to the stuff that I thought I didn't like back in the day when they stopped quote-unquote scream singing which sounds exactly like something i would have said uh i i enjoy that now too yeah i went back and listened to more of the other stuff and uh sorry i went back and listened to some of their other stuff uh more recent other stuff and uh I, yeah i got uh some of them i don't know it, they go back to screaming because i mean chester screamed and in, in a lot of stuff there was more recent than I mean, maybe you're talking like the the most recent album. Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, I'm no? thinking probably back to like 2012 era really? when, when I stopped giving a shit about, or when I thought I stopped giving a shit about Linkin Park. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, I did the same thing. I went back and listened to a lot of the albums that I stopped listening to. I think after uh, 
Meteora, uh, the third version. <laughs> I think that's what kind of what threw me off. It's like, oh my god, like let's make some new music or something. But um, yeah, 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 yeah. And I know yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, I, I also agree with you. So talking about Lincoln Park, uh, recently the last, uh, like I said, the hotspot listened to. They're talking about um, Lincoln Park and given their uh, their boomer reviews. <laughs> Jeff was given his boomer review. Uh, let me see if we can find the clip here. Kids and I left the kids upstairs watching, uh, screaming, buying video. But three years of Wow subs is not cheap. Hold on. Uh huh. Of course, is a quality wow. uh, throw <laughs> the Michael yeah. Bay ones. Yeah, actually, not bad. Good. You know, here we go. Like the way Mike Shinoda raps of, Mike, <laughs> of, of Lincoln Park fame. Like the like the there's this like post. It, it, it's it's this just abysmal attempt to to have that st- type of flow, that type of um, mm. delivery. There's just something to the vocals on a lot of these songs you find that you just go like, man, what the fuck is wrong with like that Fort Minor album was incredible. Don't get me yeah. wrong. It's an amazing piece of work. Mike Shinoda is incredibly talented. Uh, so that's not the thing I'm trying to say here uh, is, is it's a knock on him. Uh-huh. It's that it's like it's disgusting how much hey. people are trying to bite off Beautiful. of his style um, to to do this. And Wait, it's that's uh, the Lincoln Park, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Is Lincoln Park good? <laughs> Some of Lincoln Park the, the, the album, The album that he put out af- separately after, uh, okay. well, not okay. after, but like solo slash with some other guys uh is is really amazing okay he is uh, good Lincoln i think Park. he is ta- yes he is more, he is very talented question the the is fort minor is is lincoln park good is a is a very as someone of, who as someone who runs in new metal circles i will say that i think that early lincoln park is actually not bad exactly and that lincoln park remix album is actually very good yeah but yeah. At some point, I feel like Linkin Park got to a point where they just sat down and went like, what if we were just the new U2? <sighs> I mean, they <laughs> had two songs. They had two songs that were specifically, I, I don't know if they were written for, but they basically became singles because they were used in two different Transformers movies. Wow, really? The Michael yeah. Bay ones? Yeah. Yes. Right? Oh, man, I want a song in the Transformers. What do I have to do to do that? That'd do something like... Transforming is Optimus Prime. Star screaming yep. through the sky. What you did you is just a, it's like yeah. a thousand times more musically interesting than that song you're parodying. So good job. Yo, hit it. I'll take a hit and I'll get some of this energy. <laughs> So, playing that and playing the uh, reaction video, I thought it was interesting to hear, uh, you know, younger generations' thoughts on Lincoln Park, and also older, older generations' thoughts on Lincoln, Lincoln Park. Yeah, well, yeah. I I kind of agree slash uh, disagree with uh, most of the stuff they're saying, but I mean, it kind of tied into what me and Andy mentioned, how we just kind of stopped listening to it a little bit. That that scream was very Chester, like try to get the the last oomph out of your voice before yeah. it completely fades away. Right. That's pretty good. Fucking normie. Fucking normie. Yeah. Uh, with the, the teen thing, though, the, the teen video that Shinoda was commenting on, though, it was like, uh, 
uh, I don't know. I, I, I doubt he's ever gone back and watched that. It's just like, oh, why were we so angry? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, we had to like known that like Chester had like demons and shit, right? Because mm. I mean, I I don't know. Maybe he was just saying uh, camming up for the camera. But I was thinking like, oh, like well, you got you probably knew why he was so angry. Like he he had mm. some pretty deep, pretty shitty demons in his uh, in his head. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> like, I don't know. Just being around that, you know. I don't know. I I I don't think New uh, Lincoln Park was as bad as they were saying, though. It sounds like uh, oh, the guy's like I run in new metal circles, and I don't I old or what what was this like Lincoln Park when they first came out was good. Like yeah. that's not true. They were good for plenty of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and like 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 Mike Shinoda said in the in his video, like yeah, that Lincoln Park in nineteen ninety nine two thousand was great in 2000 but if if they yeah. put that out now like that would be fucking terrible mm-hmm. yeah yeah right that the change yeah, now the that times. everybody's mumbling and whispering in their music <laughs> talking about mumbling and whispering got a clip here <laughs> there you go nice segue. <laughs> we got a clip here with justin timberlake and anna kendrick uh talking about billy ellish Give us your unpopular opinion Something up till now that you've been scared to say Down with barbecues <laughs> Chris! Don't give up on barbecues I don't understand the hype behind Philly Eilish Oh, Chris oh, Chris 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 That ain't hype And to say that She's the real deal. Oh, sir. Chris, well, you I knew what the it. reaction was going to be. He knew it. He Some people just want to let the I world did. burn. That's why it's an unpopular opinion. So you've played the game well, Chris. We'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well well played. Could we go out okay. on a limb and say he's a bad guy? Oh, oh burn. Got him. Got him. No, um, uh, Billie Eilish is wonderful mm. in every way. Yeah. Her voice, her songwriting, her hair. Her fingernails, her clothing, <laughs> her every, fingernails. Every, yeah, she's got very, they're, yeah, they're very, very long fingernails. She has, okay. she I'm a big fan. Well, <laughs> well, Chris, I'd say that you're the winner of the unpopular opinion game. Yeah, really good, Chris. Thank you very much. Can we get one more? Um, imp- yeah. So there you go. <laughs> That was good. I like that. You're the winner of the unpopular <laughs> opinion game. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> so JT likes her. So there you go. Do people still like JT? Why wouldn't they? I mean, we like him. Right. But we're a different age group. Like, is he still cool? I think he's respected as like a producer and such now. Not the dick in the box guy? No. Well, maybe. That's why I respect him. That's that's true. I mean, he definitely, he, he got more of an edge. Now I think maybe that's why he gets so much. He he garners so much. Does it get edgier than Dick in a Box? Uh, didn't he have another one where it's like I'll I'll bang your mom, you bang my mom, mother lover. I just remember. I just remember mother on a lover. boat. Oh, I think I remember that one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that was the follow up. It wasn't as good as Dick in the Box, but you know, on a boat wasn't edgy. Was it? On a boat was was Lonely Island. Lonely Island. Yeah, that was a great album. Yeah. He was in, so the reason he was in this interview was because he's in the Trolls World Tour uh, movie. So, Trolls. Uh, Trolls, yes. World okay, Tour. So people, so, people don't, so people don't like him anymore. 
No, no, no. You say that with a skepticism. Your voice, I heard it, but Trolls made a shit ton of money, the World Tour movie, because it was like the first movie yeah. that came out on like VOD when the when when Corona started hitting and theaters were closed. Like it made a bunch of money. A lot, all of the money. All of the monies. That's interesting. <laughs> I've Legendary. never even heard of it. Yeah, understandable. You are an adult. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like there are a lot of kids that are like, you know, sit there and watch the movie and it's like what was it based on? Is there like a popular TV show? That, oh, Troll, that, that it was based you remember on? the Troll Dolls? Yeah, but why is that popular among kids now? Why do why do, why do modern youth give a shit about Troll Dolls that were popular before we even gave a shit about Trolls? You have a weird pr- um, perspective on life. <laughs> it's like, this thing was popular 40 years ago. Why now? Dude, Transformers was popular... 40 years ago they made a movie about that they make movies about shit that was popular a they long time ago but there have been but there have been there have been yeah there have been tv shows and toys and tra- transformers never left trolls was popular in the what, early 80s and when like, was the last time there tra- were transformers some... was cool the cartoon cartoons never i don't know i'm not a, i'm not in the loop but i know they're always on tv and i know they well, still got toys at walmart also trolls world tour is a sequel to trolls so yes. there was already a movie out prior to this that must have done well enough to garner a sequel. So there's there's something like in between the Trolls toy, the Trolls World Tour that kind of links it together a little bit better. I feel like it's parents slightly lo- slightly older than us forcing trolls on their kids. Well, I mean, also think about it too. Like a lot of a lot of the stuff that we grew up watching, like some people that use those toys as well are probably movie producers now. So they might have influence in bringing something back. You know, it's like, oh, shit, everybody forgot about this. Well, let's bring back trolls. You know, maybe this ge- I can make this generation appreciate these little you say this, weird- You could say the same thing about like um, Power Rangers. Power Rangers was out like two or three years ago. That was the thing in the, in the 90s. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Right. They, they've had like a new like, iteration like every three years. Yeah, Power Rangers, Power Rangers is another one that never really out left. Yeah. But Trolls was gone for a long time. Well, maybe like we'll get the like only, a, a the only trolls, The only Trolls I've seen in the last 20 years have been like on the shelf at a Salvation Army or Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, my friend, have not been in a Walmart. That's true. Someone right. Google why... or I thought Google... When or why was Trolls made? Why was Trolls movie made? Why? why, why was it? Well, that's what you're asking, right? Why was it made? Probably because the, sure, the creator was like, super high on LSD or something. I don't know. <laughs> didn't I mean, the, the, answer is, the answer is to make a buck. They did not expect to make millions of bucks. It is true. Hold on. I want to. I want to fact check something. Real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Tor gross. They made the movies about um. What was it? Uh, who's the fucking the writer? Uh, Doctor Seuss books. They made all those books. Those weren't popular in fifty years. For fifty. So okay, the journal reported that in three weeks of twenty dollar on demand rentals, Trolls World Tour has grossed about ninety five million. So not all the money, but definitely. Nearly a hundred million for trolls. I mean, that's that's pretty. Uh, that's something. <laughs> you said you said 90, 95? 
95 million, yeah. But they rounded up to 100 on March. Trolls World Tour gross. I got 350 million. Oh, shit. All right. Yeah. Well, that was uh, you're yeah, looking at, a. You're looking at Amazon Reynolds or something. You might have been looking at 2016 Trolls. Trolls World Tour. Uh, what is it? What is it? Um, What's that website that does all the, the money thing? The money stuff? Oh, I earned $346 million worldwide. Worldwide, yes. yeah. Ah, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, money, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, I guess you got to consider yeah. worldwide if it's world tour, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Japan, Mordor. <laughs> Speaking of Mordor, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> This week I read, so I read The Hobbit, listened to The Hobbit, sorry, listened to The Hobbit on the audiobook. It's very good. Listened to um, The Fellowship of the Ring. I got through that. Then I was like, hey, you know what movies I haven't seen in a while? The Lord of the Rings trilogy. So last night or two nights ago, I sat down, watched all of the Lord of the Rings movies. I've never seen, I've never seen the extended cut. So I, uh, I got those. Um, each extended, each extended cut is four hours each. Uh, let me pull up stuff here. When's the last time you guys saw the Lord of the Rings movies? It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Yep. Opinions, thoughts, feelings on the Lord I of the Rings movies? Freaky to one of them. Huh? You get freaky to one of them? Yeah. It's probably the Two Towers or something. Yeah. Which one was that? You know what I'm saying? The Two Towers, guys. You know what I'm saying? Two dicks? Talking about two dicks right now? <laughs> <laughs> So what you're doing? Oh man, God, boobs. Sorry. <laughs> Spell it out. When's the last time? <laughs> when's the last time you saw tower boobs look like towers? Bags of sand. Thoughts about the rings? Let's yes. see. Uh, I, I I did want to watch them, but I haven't got around to watching them. And let's be honest, I'm not going to. Um, mm-hmm. But. You know, you, they were, you mean they you've were never seen them? When I watched them. They were good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got a little tired when I watched the third one, but I think you said you fell asleep for uh, the, <laughs> the last one, one. The third one, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, the there one. we go. So I'm not alone. Right. Um, so I was thinking when I was reading The Hobbit and The Fellowship of the Ring, um, since Tolkien wrote those books in the mid thirties, late thirties, mid to late thirties, early forties, uh, in England, early 1940s in England. I was trying to think if there was any sort of like allegory or some sort of, um, you know, message he's trying to send by talking about, you know, the, the things he's talking about in the book, the, the evil forces, um, occupying lands, uh, occupying peaceful lands. I was trying to find some sort of, you know, message or allegory that he was talking about, you know, especially towards the war, you know, the Nazis and things like that. But I read the foreword, or I listened to the foreword um, in the beginning of the, the Fellowship of the Ring, and he says in the foreword, uh, The Lord of the Rings has been read by many people since it finally appeared in print 10 years ago. And I should like to say something here with reference to the many opinions or guesses that I've received or have read concerning the motives and meaning of the tale. The prime motive was the desire of a tale teller to try his hand at a really long story that would hold the attention of readers, amuse them, delight them, and at times maybe excite them or deeply move them. As a guide, I had only my own feelings for what is appealing or moving, and for many the guide was inevitably often at fault. 
Some who have read the book or at any rate reviewed it have found it boring, absurd, or contemptible, and I have no cause to complain since I have similar opinions of their works or the or the kind of writings that they evidently prefer. Boom. <laughs> Boom roasted. Uh, but even from the point of view of many who have enjoyed my story, there is much that fails to please. It's perhaps not possible in a long tale to please everyone. Um, hold on, let's replace here. Okay. The most critical read of all myself now finds many defects, minor or major, but being for fortunately under no obligation either to review the, the book or to write it again, he will pass over these in silence except one that has been noted by others. The book is too short. For any other, uh, for any inner meeting or message, it has the, it has in the intention of the author none. It is neither, neither allegorical or topical. As the story grew, it put down roots in the past and grew out unexpected branches. But its main theme was settled from the onset, from the outset, by the inevitable choice of the ring as the link between it and the hobbit. The crucial chapter, The Shadow of the Past, is one of the oldest parts of the tale. It was written long before the first shadow of 1939 had yet become a threat of an inevitable dis disaster, and from that point in the story would have developed along essentially the same lines if that disaster had been averted. Its sources are things long before in mind or in some cases already written, and little or nothing in it was modified by the war that began in 1939 or its sequels. The real war does not resemble the legendary war in its pr process or its conclusion. If it had inspired or directed the development of the legend, then certainly the ring would have been seized and used against Sauron. He would not have been annihilated but enslaved, and Barader would have been destroyed would not have been destroyed but occupied. Saruman, failing to get possession of the ring, would, in the confusion and treacheries of the time, have found in Mordor the missing links in his own researches into ring lore, and before long he would have made a great ring of his own with which to challenge the self-styled ruler of Middle-earth. So, basically he's saying that there was no purpose behind the book, there was no message behind the book, there was no um, intention of him to make any sort of comparison to real-world world, real world events. Say that again. <laughs> the whole, okay, starting over. The most critical reader of all, myself. Now, fine. What? what? <laughs> Just the last part. Last part. No, you cut in. You cut in. I'm sorry. Oh, yes. Okay. So he, I thought, reading the book, that there was an allegory or some sort of comparison he was making to the war, to the World War Two. That he was, I yeah. think he was involved in World War One, but he was writing the book during World right. War Two, and I was wondering to myself if there was any allegory or message he was trying to say about the the world he was living in at that time and this and it was interesting that the forward that the, who was written in the hobbit in the uh sorry the the fellowship of the ring completely um quashes that idea mm -hmm. squashes that idea okay so that's that's all i had yeah yeah well yeah. you got your answer i did I did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a break. I'm sweating. I need to pee. Let's uh, take a break and I'll be back in a minute. Bye bye. So I've watched all of the Lord of the Rings this week. Let me play. Man. This, I'm a sick man. Yeah. All of the Lords of the Rings, four hours each, 12 hours in total. Extended edition, because I am not a pleb. I'm not a normie. Um, you and you're probably, probably asking, what is in those extended scenes? What is in the extended um, versions of these movies? Well, Deanne, glad you asked. I will tell you. 
Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, several scenes tacked on to the beginning shed new light on the Hobbits and helped to introduce the main characters, partic- particularly Frodo and Samwise. Sam's relationship with the woman he eventually marries is explored to some degree. Also, these scenes allow viewers to learn about the Hobbits in general. Uh, the c- a key scene involved uh, included in the extended edition involves Sam, Frodo, the Wood Elves. Uh, Frodo and Sam are camped when they're seeing the Wood Elves leaving for the Undying Lands so they can live forever. The most important aspect of the scene is that it becomes directly comes directly from the books. Another noteworthy scene comes when Gan, uh, Galadriel, Kate Blanchett, hands out the gifts to the Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, you see them receiving their new weapons, like Legolas's bow. Uh, it's not essential to the plot, but it is a neat addition, since it gives the audiences a chance to learn about the main character's magical items. So there were, those are the scenes in the, uh, the Fellowship of the Ring, which I enjoyed because I had just finished the book about... Uh, a few hours before I started the movie. Yeah, so uh, real quick. Um, yeah. Hobbits really need more introduction? Did, so, did all those characters? I mean, I feel like, you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> um, there was stuff in the book about, um, what's it, what's his name? Uh, Samney, uh, Sam. Samwise. Uh, Samwise. Uh, you know, his his sort of relationship with uh, that woman he marries at the end when they get back. There's more, more of that involved. There's more stuff with Frodo and the ring, or not Frodo, uh, Bilbo when he has the ring. There's more stuff about that with him, you know, giving it up uh, to to Gandalf. Um, so yeah, there's a bunch more in the in the Shire there's before the, before they left. All huh? the kind of like took right from the book, kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I mean, I guess that may, that makes sense. If you're making scenes that are you're pulling directly from the book, yeah, yep. why the hell not? Yeah, I believe all the scenes that were left out were directly from the book. Um, so two towers, uh, the extended edition boosts its theatrical runtime from 179 minutes to 223 minutes. Good uh, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. This version adds a bit more to the scenes. With- they all that stuff and then they just, they leave so much on the, 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 the cutting the, the floor, you know, yes. <laughs> a lot. So it's nuts. It is nuts. Uh, that's, that's huh? so much. Cause it's like, think of how many scenes they, 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 they finalized and they didn't use, but they had to like get perfect anyways, just in case they did end up using it. It's yeah. just nuts. It is nuts. The amount of time you take the actors to set up the scenes, the lighting, the sound uh, gear, um, and then think about all the post-production work they do for all those scenes they don't use. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, so let's see. This version adds a bit more to the scenes with Pippin and Mary and their encounter with the Ents, the Treebeard. Uh, earlier in the film, mm-hmm. when Uruk and I were taking the two hobbits to Saruman, Mary seems ill, so Pippin begged him to give him water. Instead, of the, instead, the Urukai gave him some of their booze. Uh, much of Saruman's plan for attacking Helm's Deep was left on the cutting room floor, including the decision to burn the forest of Fangor, encourage the village, villagers to attack Rohan, and to build the dam, the one you see uh, at the end when the, when the Ents destroy it. Uh, one particular deleted scene that's present in the extended edition is a flashback that answers the f- a few questions about the motives of Faramir, uh, Boromir's brother, uh, and provides a look at his relationship with Boromir for the first time. Boromir died prior to Faramir's first appearance, so the flashback allows them to appear in the same scene. It's here that we learn that the father, De- uh, Den- Denethor, uh, prefer- prefers Boromir over Faramir, which I feel like you kind of can surmise from the fact that uh, Fa- uh, Faramir's dad Try to burn him alive at the end of uh, Return of the King. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that or not. Yes, I do. Okay. 
Um, what was I going to say? Oh, that that whole scene with um, or Game of Thrones took right from it. Yeah, they got the king that was people alive in front of their their dad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a lot. There's a lot taken from Lord of the Rings that uh, that George right. Merton put in there. Uh, I'm trying to think. I was going to say something. I forgot. Um, Sorry. Something about taking Helms Deep, um, building the dam, flashback. Oh, uh, Boromir is alive at the end of uh, The Fellowship of the Ring in the book, but he died at the end of Fellowship of the Ring in the movie, which I thought was was interesting. Because I read, the, I got to the end of Fellowship of the Ring, and I was like, oh, okay, we get to the part where Boromir dies with all the arrows and shit. Nope, he's alive until the end. Uh, a scene with Aragorn reveals a few personal details about his character that are in the book but aren't directly addressed in the theatrical version. Aragorn is said to be 87 years old, and this fact explains wow. how Aragorn, yeah, that's how, uh, ex- it's his fact help explain how Aragorn is such an experienced warrior. Uh, it gives you better information about the character. Furthermore, King Theoden's son was given a proper funeral in the extended edition. In the theatrical, it cuts to Theoden mourning. Theodren after asking where, where he was. Into, onto the return of the king with 51 minutes of extra footage. The extended edition for the third and final film in the trilogy adds almost an hour's worth of new content. This brings the return of the king's total runtime to four hours and 11 ah. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Pass, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the fact that the movie I mean, was if it, huh? if it came out in twenty uh if it came out in like twenty tens, uh twenty twenties kind of stuff be uh, split into two parts. Exactly. I mean, you wouldn't have a trilogy, it'd be like part one, part two. Part two, part two, uh part three probably. Uh, considering <laughs> hey, considering they made all the Hobbit uh the the one little Hobbit book into three movies. Yeah. I read that and it was like, I looked at the runtime and it was like eight hours for the, for the audiobook. And I'm like, how the fuck did they stretch an eight hour audiobook into three movies? That's um, funny that you just never noped out. You're not like, nope, 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 <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, let's see. So the fact that the movie is already three hours and 20 minutes long explains why so much had to be cut, had to be cut, even though many of them feel like they belonged in the theatrical version. Among the changes were longer battle scenes at Helm's Deep and Isengard. The extended edition gives uh, Eomor, Carl uh, Urban's character, one of his best scenes in the entire trilogy. A deleted, sh- a deleted scene shows uh, Eomer's, e- Eomer's? E-O-M-E-R. Eomer. Sure. E-O-M-E-R. Eomer. <laughs> shows his horror. Amers. Amers. Shows his horror as he reacts to finding his sister, Eowyn, lying on the battlefield. Wait, is uh, his sister the whore? The whore? Um, the one that from <laughs> she's from Gondor. <laughs> the what? Say it again. Whore, the whore of the whore. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she's the one that stabs the Night King in the face, and we think she died because of the I don't know the trauma of stabbing the Night King in the face. I don't know. Another example hmm. of a major character missing out of their most important scene in the theatrical cut is Saruman. Saruman is the antagonist in the Fellowship of the Ring and Two Towers. Excuse me, but is for the most part overlooked in the Return of the King. The theatrical theatrical cut doesn't end Saruman's story. The extended cut, on the other hand, includes Saruman's death. Saruman dies after being pushed off a balcony, where he is impaled by a spiked wheel. But before this, when the heroes, along with the with the um, Rohirrim here, 
were pushing Soromon's orc army back. The orcs fled into the forest and were believed to have been killed by the Ents instead, judging by their screams. One character was completely cut from the original version, the Mouth of Sauron. The Mouth of Sauron is a, is a disfigured creature with unsettling per- appearance. He lies and tells the heroes that Frodo is dead, but Aragorn isn't fooled and chops off his head. Some argue that this that moment was... Huh? That rhymed. That, that rhymed? Yep. So he lies <laughs> and tells the heroes that Frodo is dead, but Aragorn isn't fooled and he chops off his head. Some argue that this moment was out of character for Aragorn. Jackson claims that the scene was cut before because it lacked effect. One of the best scenes that was cut from the theatrical version was Gandalf fighting the, the Witch King. Gandalf was losing the fight, but the sound of the horn distracted the Witch King long enough for him to leave without killing the wizard. Other scenes uh, were uh, talking about various characters and storylines. For instance, Eowyn and Faramir's romance is given some screen time. Also, it's shown how Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli take back take the black ships, which happen after they convince the Oathbreakers to help them, and how Aragorn's mind wins over Sauron when he holds the Palantirn. Palantirn. Uh, every movie in the Lord of the Rings trilogy received many more scenes, but Return of the King easily had the most to gain. So yeah, um, the tri- this 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 trilogy of movies looks pretty pretty good, even though it came out in two thousand. Uh, I watched it in ten eighty p, and then I went to a YouTube channel that was um, transferring all the movies to four k. And I feel like when you're transferring a movie like this with a lot of CGI and a lot of uh, miniature effects, a lot of practical effects, uh, it doesn't really work to up-res a movie like this into four k. Uh, because you, you're you're noticing all of the little details that don't quite fit, you know. What I mean, the the foreground characters don't quite fit. You can you can tell how they're sort of stitched together into the background, you know, with the CGI background, and you're sort of noticing all the little um, stitching of the characters, all the little um, you know makeup effects and and stuff like that when you're watching stuff in that high of a, high, high of a resolution. Uh, mm-hmm. But overall, the it still looks very good. Um, Gollum, Gollum looked a little. A little um, dated. Yeah, the graphics were a little bit dated on, on Gollum. It looked a little, the, the lighting effects and some of the sweat and, and stuff like that didn't gloss. look. Huh? He seemed gloss. Say that again? Did, did he seem glossy? Oh, glossy. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, glossy. Yeah. Yep, he seems shiny and glossy. A little bit too. I mean, speaking he is, Yeah. Speaking of dated Gollums, I, I watched. Uh, Empire Strikes Back this uh-huh. past week. Yes. First time. First time I'm, I'm trying to finish the original Star Wars movies. Yoda in Empire Strikes Back was a little more whack than I thought he would be. <laughs> <laughs> he was much more hairy. He's, he's hairier. And uh, I mean, I, I guess he'd been quarantined. He's older. Uh, for, for probably. Going to actual I must. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exile. That's oh, the word. So <laughs> he's, he's been in exile, self-exile, for what, twenty-five years at, yes. at the point of Empire Strikes Back or so, right. roughly. Right. So yeah, I guess he's he's entitled to acting a little crazy. Yeah. Sure. It'd be but interesting to Yoda, see. Yoda reminded yeah. me more of more of a golem than I expected. Oh, okay. I see what you're Yoda. saying. Yeah, there's, there's a tangent there. It'd be interesting to see if you, how you feel about his look in the prequels trilogy. 
Because you didn't, you didn't watch the prequel trilogy before this, did you? No, I did. I'm watching in chronological order. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, why, that, that's, that's why, part of why I was so shocked Indian. at how yeah, yeah. ridiculous he was in, in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Because he was so sleek and smooth in the other one. <laughs> did you, uh, what do you think about the reveal? Uh, that, that twist, huh? Which one? That one. <laughs> that the you one. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh. You, you fucking kidding me right now? You fucking kidding <laughs> me right now? <laughs> when everybody uh, says that reveal in Empire Strikes Back, there's really only one I could be possibly talking about, my man. Think like oh. Toby Keith and Who's Your Daddy? Oh, oh, Who's Your Daddy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see uh, it coming? It was it was underwhelming, to be honest, because I, I already watched... The first three, so I already knew. Like it wasn't a reveal to me. Right, it was a reveal in Toy Story too. Different voice. Like, huh? Who's your daddy? Who's your baby? <laughs> Would that be like more impactful? I mean, he, he just wasn't like. It, it was also. <laughs> it was very much less dramatic than I was expecting. But I was expecting like a. <laughs> Luke, I am your father. But it was actually, it was actually, Luke, I am your father. And wrong. It was the the look in your heart. You know it to be true. It's it's not that quote either. It's he says Luke. He says yeah. Search your heart, and uh, Luke says you killed my father. And then uh, Vader says no, no, Luke, I am your father. So. But what do you think of Luke selling it, man? He's kind of like, oh, yeah. come on, man. It's, come on. Come on. I get <laughs> that, was a, that was a bad face. That's <laughs> no, impossible. Yeah, he's an ugly crier. Luke's he an is ugly an ugly crier. crier. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, have you watched anything else since you've been on? Because you haven't been on like in a month and a half, so you had to watch something else since then. Uh, we've been watching I'm Sorry on Netflix. Okay. Uh, it's with, it's a, it's a, sort of like a sitcom with Andrea Savage, one of the writers from The League. Uh, and it's pretty fucking funny. They're writing season, they're, uh, well, season three was derailed by the pandemic, but it's still coming and I'm excited for that. But yeah, it's a vulgar mom who just talks as if she's a toddler, basically. Like Her whole behavior and, and verbalizations are as if she has no filter whatsoever, like, uh, like a young child. Uh, and it's hilarious. Not like a disorder, just like she's a comedian, and therefore that's what she does. Mm. It's funny. I'm not, I'm not good at that, at uh, talking. I'm not good at talking. So, yeah, we know. Um, you should check it out. Highly recommend. <laughs> okay. I'd be careful with, with just assuming that they're going to have another season because Netflix is pretty bad at just like chopping them off. Yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're really they, good at chopping it off. They were 
actively recording when they had to stop actively recording. But yeah, they could still do that. Yeah. Sounds like a good time for Netflix to look at their financials. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can I say something, something? that Jesus. Mm. I, there's so much stuff that I want to watch and I just have no idea where to start. And it's it's intimidating. Mm. I mean everywhere. Even shows that I was watching are like like Dave on Hulu. Just yes. watching Dave. You know, it's just like I want to get back and continue watching Dave, but I just never do because it's just it's there's so much stuff and it's like well I've seen some episodes of Dave maybe I should watch something else but I haven't seen all the episodes of Dave so then I get in I'm like having a battle with myself like what am I gonna watch like and there's so much to watch there's so and you know much what I end up watching? everywhere nothing <laughs> I end up watching nothing yeah that's kind of why I've been doing the movie thing of just like what are the best movies and being like all right you tell me what to watch yeah you tell that's me what I'm thinking yeah. Right. But like, what is here to tell me what to do? If I left it up to Carrie, she's like, we're watching Friends for the 30th. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. even then, it's like, I get I get the remote and it's like, all right, well, I'm about to fall asleep. So I'm just going to put on something that I'm comfortable with. And I just start watching Scrubs. <laughs> 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 I'm no better. I don't know. Crazy. Good yeah. Um, hold a second. Let's and see. now, what you been Damien's watching? Review Corner. Yeah, here we go. Oh. So back on that. Um, you assigned me two movies last week, or I was assigned two movies last week. You assigned me one, Carrie assigned me another. Um, I don't remember who assigned me Lay Samurai. Uh, was it you or Carrie? Do you remember? No, sorry. Uh, from I just remember the number I said. I think it was, was number three. Whoever said three. Yeah. Okay. I think 28 and I almost lost my mind. <laughs> Lay Samurai from 1967, directed by Jean-Pierre Melville. So there's Aileen, Aileen Delon, Francois Pierre, and Nathalie Delon. It's about a professional hitman, Jeff Costello, is seen by witnesses after his efforts to provi- uh, provide himself an alibi drive him further into a corner. Uh, this is very good. It was on the uh, Criterion channel. Uh, I'm knocking those lists off of Criterion movies I get to see, um, 1001 movies I get to see. So this is one of the big ones that I always see on those lists. So it was very good. It's like an hour 40, I want to say, hour 45. Um, very tight thriller. Um, even though like underselling. underselling it. Well, you know, here's the thing about these movies is I always feel like I got to justify watching them because they're, they're, they're old and they're foreign and they're slow. Mm. So it's, it's weird for me to talk about them and try to find something that you would find interesting in them. You know what I mean? Right. Well, but, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, uh, but it, I'm, like I'm saying, it's from 1967, so you think it's going to be slow, not, not going to be a lot of action, going to be, you have to read subtitles, but in spite of all that, I think it's still a very good movie, um, very good acting, um, so I gave that an 8 out of 10, and so that means that you you assigned me, or Carrie assigned me The Apartment from 1960, this stars uh, Jack Lemmon. Shirley MacLaine and Fred, Fred McMurray is about a man tries to rise in his company by letting his executive use his apartment for trysts, but complications and a romance of his own ensue. In, in um, so this is a very good movie as well. Uh, I heard it's one of the best like comic, uh, comical, old-timey comical movies of all time. Uh, this won the uh, Oscar for Best Picture in 1961. Um, I think deserved it. Uh, it is basically about, it's really a, a movie about loneliness the guy is a single man and um, 
he's loaning out his apartment to all these other people you know they're they're all happy people they're all um partying all the time and have all these you know interesting lives the guy has all these executives have wives and girlfriends and they're always going out all traveling and shit he's he's usually stuck alone in his apartment and it's this interesting story of him falling in love with the with the secretary that he works with but she's also you know in love she's in love with the his executive so it's that sort of like weird love triangle um but yeah, I would recommend watching this. I think it's, again, it's only like an hour or 40, hour 45. So it's definitely not Lord of the Rings length. Um, yeah, all these movies. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's got better depth than, say, these modern day, like, drama. I think romance, so. Kind of thing. Well, yeah, it's also interesting, like, like you mentioned, uh, it's got, it does, like, reference. It is, it is sort of that, like, um, what do you call it? Building blocks and like the formula of modern day romances, but it doesn't have the sort of, I don't know, silly slapstick, um, elements that a lot of modern day dramas sort of lean on because they don't want to get too serious. You know what I mean? This is a, this is a, you know, it's, it's labeled as a comedy, but it does also has a lot of, um, serious themes to it. So I think it's, yeah, I am getting that vibe from it that, uh, He's Billy Wilder. He's very tight with his comedic moments. Yes, seems to be uh, one of the things that I'm seeing in a lot of these reviews. Yeah, so it doesn't it's not like you know, like it's impactful, you know. And uh, there's there's depth to it. It's not like a formula. Yes, of your romantic comedies these days. So yeah, that it's sounds, not. It's interesting. It is very interesting. So yeah, that's all I've been watching. Now is the time of the show where you two will assign me a movie to watch this week. Uh, Dion, give me a number between one and one hundred and seventy-nine. Eleven. Eleven. You love those little numbers, those small little numbers. So this is a number, a uh, movie called Terms of Endearment. I've always heard. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, I've always heard this movie as being like a mom movie. You know how you know how they have like dad movies, dad dad movies of like uh, what's that one that just came out? Uh, Seahorse, Greyhound, Greyhound. Is that the movie Tom Hanks that just came out? Yes, it is. Yeah, okay, <laughs> okay. I'm hoping maybe somebody even heard of it. Yeah, um, they have dad movies, but those have mom movies, and I feel like Terms of Endearment, you know, Steel Magnolias, shit like that, are very mom. Very mom movies. But because you assigned it to me, I'll have to watch it for next week. Andy, give me a number between 1 and 179 that is not 11. 69. All right. Number 69. Say that again. I said you probably got the one that you really want to watch there, but nobody's ever said 69. (laughs) (laughs) First one to say 69. Yeah. Number 69, nice, is From Here to Eternity. Gotta look it up. Don't even know the synopsis or even what it's about. Um, let me see. From 1953, starring Burt Lancaster, Montgomery Cliff, and Deborah Kerr, and Frank Sinatra is in this thing. Okay. In Hawaii in 1941, a private is cruelly punished for not boxing on his unit's team while his captain's wife and second in command are falling in love. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So that was like an old movie. Old, old movie. Yep. 
boxing team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Navy one. boxing team. All right. Like ripped one. <laughs> I don't know. Did he? <laughs> yeah, I did. You did? Nah. Nice. I was Good wondering job, if y'all heard that. Oh, I heard it. <laughs> Animal. Wasn't, wasn't even that loud. Wasn't even a good one. I got, like I said, I got you turned down 70% and you turned yourself down. So. <laughs> <laughs> Had to be a ripper. A ripper. Uh, so, what do we want to call the gaming corner? Just the gaming corner? We got the Yo Winning Son is one we could call play. Are you Winning Son? Yo Winning Son? Okay. Are you Winning Son? <laughs> let, me, uh, let me plug this, let, let you guys in here. We need a draw for that. Just, are you winning, son? <laughs> uh, let's see. Screens should pop up here. Hold on. Do you know the the the, the um, origin of that meme? What's that? Like it's like a thing, and like the dad's walking in the door, and the kid's playing like a like a hentai based game. <laughs> is that what it is? He's like, it was like VR. He's got like a headset on. He's got like things, and it says like. I don't know. I forget the phrase. It was like, juggle my titties something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. And on Kun. And on Kun. And I don't know how to. I'm not. I'm sorry. I might be butchering it. But yeah. yeah. Anakin Skywalker is what you're trying to say. <laughs> um, so oh, I got, no, no, no. Yeah. Go ahead. It's like the. Um, I don't know. It's like senpai, you know, senpai kind of thing. Like, oh, senpai, you know, that kind of thing. I don't know. It's like, um, uh, go ahead. Woo, 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 go woo. Ahead. Yeah, I'm playing. So I'm going to play some Rocket League for you guys. Uh, I feel like what? I have, yeah. What, what, what? Are you trying to trigger us? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't found a new, um, what do you call it, roguelike this past week. Roguelike card game. Yeah. So. Play a couple I'm games of Rocket League. Guys watch. Huh? I've been getting deeper in Spider-Man. Tell us about getting deep in Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, that's fun. Uh, combat's really fluid. I might have said that before, but every now and then when I'm playing it, it's just like, damn, that's smooth. Uh, I really need to get better at being stealthy. That's just yeah. not my forward tech. Right. But it's just kind of zipping around the city. That's pretty cool. All these like little puzzle games they got going on. Uh, I got one where I, I had to like the hell was it i i gotta match the current and it's like, there's some math involved like all right well if you're putting in three electrons you gotta take out two <laughs> of course yeah everyone knows that yeah so maintain the charge uh you know yeah. overload circuit but then there's like other ones where it's like uh you gotta see the pipes and you got to uh, uh you can like chase it throughout the the uh, the city and then you got to like line up like satellites it's it's really cool I don't know, it's mm -hmm. fun I like the one where you have to um like match strains strain yeah strains of uh how is it I'm really sure like not DNA but RNA huh <laughs> RNA RNA is, is are you being serious yeah, I don't know DNA RNA played it I, I'm I'm trying Trying to figure it out. You played it a while ago, but a long time ago. No, I'm saying like DNA and RNA are like the the. It's the powerhouse of the cell. I'm memeing sort of. Yeah. The mito mitochondria. The mitochondria. Yeah. 
<laughs> I have no idea what I'm talking about, by the way. My Eve reference. <laughs> Andy, what have you been playing? You talk. <laughs> I think we lost Andy at some point. I heard him say you're trying to trigger us, right? That's the last thing he said. Triggered him. He's gone. <laughs> All right. See you in two months, Andy. I'm having a problem pulling up your uh, what you're trying to show me, though. Oh. You are? Don't show me again. There you go. Wow. Stream is black. I'm here. Yeah. I'm taking a leak. Oh, cool. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, can you see it or no? Well, I mean, I see the. Uh, I see go. I see your car and then I, I i go to watch stream and then it doesn't let me do it stream failed to start weird yeah, try to help. <laughs> let me take it down I put it back up us what you hold on let me pull it, put it back up um stream rocket league here we go maybe if i do 1080 so you see that yeah no yeah your name no, i don't see it Yeah, check. I exit out. Oh, nope, I exit out the whole thing. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you still hear me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see three uh, or four windows? Yeah, yeah. Saying? I see a bicycle. I see uh, me. Oops. And then uh, stream failed to start. Close stream. Stop watching. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, I'm gonna drop a call. I'll be back. All right. You fucking whiffs. I did. Yellow. There it is. There it is. Got it. Nice. You got platinum? Uh, yes. Poor shit. That dude whiffed. <laughs> <laughs> So is this part of the podcast? We just yes. Watch you play play uh, Rocket League. Usually it's something different, but yeah, yeah. You apparently just stopped the old Rocket League. Now, did you stop playing this game for a period of time, or have you just always been playing it? I've been playing it every day, pretty much, on and off. Wow. Yeah. You just transitioned what? to PC and therefore stopped talking about it with us. Yep. I just don't get where you find the time. All of this. You don't know where I get the time? Playing Rocket League, watch <laughs> Lord of the Rings, all three of them for 12 hours. You can do them simultaneously. Uh, well, yeah, that too. I get it, but. It's what just do I? Like, how much do you pay attention to one or the other? Like, is what, your, do, what do I not have that you have? <laughs> I think you can figure out where the time is, figure out what I don't have that you it's have. Bad. 
you have a, a job that's worth 12 hours. So, I mean, well, this you got to sleep, I assume. I, this week, I was a very short week. I, I texted you, right? I texted you, oh, the machine down, came home. Right, so that okay. was like half a so day. You, you play this like every day. Like, yeah, know. when I get home. I'm, I'm impressed. Hours. A little <laughs> jealous. Somewhat disgusted. <laughs> it's a lot of emotions <laughs> all at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and you're making me feel a lot of things right now. <laughs> there we go. Well, do, do you, Dion, do you want to do the play-by-play since you're not um, you're not playing? Yeah, man, sure. Uh, okay, Damien up top on the dome. Swing and a miss. Defender on him. Damien doing, uh, doing his rotation. God fucking better do the rotations or he'll kill you. Uh. <laughs> That was the rotation. Damien cut through the middle. He proves to everyone watching that sometimes going off script does work out. He scores the goal. 2-3. How about that goal explosion? That was, uh, it, was ex- it was exploding. It was big and yellow. It imploded. Oh, it imploded. Video quality is a little rough. Oh, okay. And they are attacking the blue. Damien is on blue. Spike down. Nice deflection, Damien. Don't teammate. Nope, not his teammate. That's the that was his teammate. Damien's cut it. Down on the orange side. Going up. Pass through his teammate. No one there. Hate to see it. It's like he's playing with me and Andy again. <laughs> Ball back on blue side. Damien's ah. waiting. He whiffed, and it's ah. a goal. Damien couldn't come up with a clutch save. Orange scores, 4-2. Damien, tell me what's going through your mind right there. Well, I'll tell you. That was a tough... That was a tough whiff, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Ball stall, still in the center. Teammate out of nowhere. Blast that bitch. Oh, that's a tough one. That's tough. Over Damien's head. Orange scores again, 5-2. That one wasn't so much on Damien, though. His teammate uh, lost the battle. Did. All right. Five to two. Two minutes left. Break out the cape, buddy. Time to be a hero. That's right. Two minutes left on the clock. Ball's in the corner. Still advised, but what were you thinking? Well, see, that's the thing where a guy passes and then gets his own pass. It's like, buddy, you got a teammate who's, who's in position. Take your pass. Right. I don't actually need. Here we go. I don't actually need you to be hitting your own pass. Ah, there it is. Six to two. <laughs> Damien with the forfeit. Teammates <laughs> like, nah, we're sticking nah. this one out. You don't have to comment you did your ass. <laughs> oh, man. Orange guy showing mercy on you. Getting my shit pushed in. Yeah, he could have had that goal, but he decided he wanted to be flashy. That's not, I mean, you got the orange guy's just sitting in the goal, just waiting. These guys feel no challenge. You guys, you're not pressuring. You need, you need some pressure. This one's going to be rough for you, bud. Rip. Oh! <laughs> Somehow <laughs> ends up pulling it out to see. Kind of feels like you haven't played in a while. Listen. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we only just see that one goal. So. Oh, there collision! There it is. There it is. That's what it took. You, 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 one more. One more. You gotta see. We gotta see a win here. 
Guys. Man, look at those wheels. Those wheels are tight. They're fancy. Look at my um. Let's see, blue car. It's my blue car. All purple and shit. Mm. Look at that. I mean, I feel like that was your car when we were playing. That's how it looked when we were playing. That's what mine looked like. Gizmo with the no, that's not Gizmo. Uh, what the hell? What type of car is that? Octane. Octane. Yeah, that's Octane the one. with the the purple wheels. Mm-hmm. Imagine they're kind of probably running out of ideas for the way cars look, right? They got to be. Hey, didn't that uh, just come out that Rocket League's going free to play? Hear about that? Is it? Yeah. Wasn't I it? it I did read that, yeah. Yeah. I thought it already was. They're also doing uh, letting your inventory transfer from one console to the other. Console to the other. All right, so kickoff, ball down blue. Damien is on the blue team. And we whiffed. Uh, Damien tips it into the orange person's hands. I don't believe it. I think I got zero. Yeah. Kickoff. <laughs> hey, I'm calling it like I see it, buddy. Go ahead. Keep it going. Damien in goal. Welcome to half court. Orange whiffs. Time to attack is now. Blue's sitting on their laurels. Oh! Amy decided he wanted to advance. Miscommunication. Very big miscommunication. All three blue members were attacking the ball at the same time. You hate to see it. They're going to need to get some kind of communication going, right, Andy? That's right. Here's a shot. Two people, two blues again, trying to be... The hero going for the goal, both with him. Damien sitting there in middle. Damien went angry, for the pass. Gripping there. and controlling. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying that was your fault. That was their fault. Sure, sure, sure. Then we, we have my teammate expected. here just hitting it for no reason. Yep. Shot up the middle. Yeah, these guys, these guys are on orange. each other. Pig score. Yeah. Uh, uh, Pig score. How did you get a name like that? Is that AI? No, I think you just uh, get that like name a early. Day one and, player? Yeah, probably. Someone, who, <laughs> someone who's had a stand, steam handle for twenty years. Yep. Oh yeah, you can get more fancy with the uh, computer names, can't you? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, oh, what a save! Times three. Ball picks some bad bounces in blue. Nice, clear. Ball's back on blue. I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, I'm seeing like, F there, but the frames are like <laughs> <laughs> really fucking awful for me oh, right yeah. now. Yeah, right? same. I, I'm having a hard time following the game at all. Hmm. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, but sure, sure, uh, sure. having a hard time following it. Because yeah. uh, ball's in blue. Okay, ball's still in blue. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's in blue. <laughs> this is a shot for orange. And he whiffs. Page out of my book. Too much. I'm doing the save. Oh, this ball's going to go crazy. This is like playing like getting two on my Windows ninety five right now. It's like <laughs> it's like it's like flipping through it like a, a animation flip book. It's like those old porn channels. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh shit, I missed the goal. Blues up 2-1, Damien. Yeah. Woo! Let's go, boys. First touch. Ball's in Blue's corner. Ball is in Blue's corner. Big going up for the shot. Blocked by Orange. Damien coming up for the pass. Got the demo and the pass. Oh, the demo! Going back to Blue's corner. Careful, careful! Big should be coming out to, to clear over it. the goal. Teammate just hit it back over. What a dick. Now, when you say rotate, uh huh. Tell me what. Tell me what to look for here, because I remember being called out a lot for rotating. And uh, sure. are, is yeah, it like you were called out for not rotating? You not rotating. yes, yeah, yes, yes, not rotating. Sure, sure, about sure. rotating, I wouldn't have I see you kind of like circling back. Yes. Not really doing anything different than I used to do. I assumed like a rotate was like stage, where like maybe at one point someone's an attacker, someone's in the yes. middle, someone's coming up the, the the side, and then one person takes the shot, they miss the shot. Now the person that was the middle kind of loops back around, and now you have a new attacker. Is that like? Kind of like stage, like so. Say if like you got one, two, three, yep. your position one. After the the initial shot goes by, you now become party two in this this play. Is right? Is it like that? Yes. Or, or what I see you doing is kind of like going up and then you're circling back around, which seems like the stuff that I would do. But you you would say that's not correct. That I should be doing something different. Um, let me see if I can get the stream quality better in a second here. Um, does that seem any better to you? The stream quality improved? Uh, no? Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so yeah, questions about uh, rotation. So yeah, a really good example of uh, proper rotation would be, um, as I get into another game here, hold on, I might have to close that out. So good example of a quality rotation like you said somebody takes your shot somebody behind them then takes another shot better example would be like if you're if you're guarding the goal if you're on defense right the ball is coming to your corner one one person you still there yeah. yeah okay so one person person a right goes and try to clear the ball out of the corner let's say they can't clear the ball out of the corner it sort of just stays where it was that person that just tried to clear will go back around rotating um, on the, in the infield back to the other, basically around the, to the other corner. So that the next person yep. can then try to clear and it keeps going, keeps rotating like that until there, there's either a clear or, you know, a goal happens. So you, okay. you, if you're trying to clear the ball and you do clear it, then you move up. That person that, that did, that did clear it will move up unless there's some sort of like, you know, the ball gets away from the guy and you're, you're, you're the guy in the middle and then you would move up. Basically, you always want to be in. You want always to have, want to be moving. You want to be moving, and you want to have a guy back. You always want to have a guy back or a guy ready to be back. So, let's say you're attacking, right? The guy, you 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 then clear the ball. You move up. You move up the field. The guy, let's say you're moving up the ball, moving up the field with the ball. You go for a pass. There should be only you, and there should be the guy receiving the pass. Um, on blue side, on the on the on the enemy's side, there should be always somebody um, 
on back. your side. There should be always somebody back ready to be ready, ready to defend or ready to move up. So let's yeah. say you pass, right? And I shoot, uh, either the person shooting or actually the probably sitting in the middle. You got the, the person th- riding up the right side of the wall. We'll say, sure. yep. You're going to pass it in through the middle and that's your cue for the person in the middle. That's you to go and take the shot. Yeah. Now you got the goalie in the back who's either going to what at this point? Move goal- in as passer or move up as the next shooter? Either one. Either either one what happens. Uh let's say you shoot, right, and I'm back and Andy's passing. Andy passes, you shoot, you miss, whatever. Um the person so what did I say? You shoot, I you pass, uh I shoot, Andy's Andy's back. Andy should be Would then the passer to the goal? The passer seem like yes. the would rotate yeah. to the goal because yes. they have the most momentum. Yes, exactly. All right. Yep. All right. Yep. I mean, I had the idea. I mean, for the yeah. most part, I did. I think. I think the real struggle was when it came to me being the uh, the shooter, catching right. a pass and hitting it into the the goal. Yeah, was always a problem. Yep. 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 Rotated as badly as you might have thought. Right. Also, a lot of the a lot of the pace of the game was a lot faster, I think, than we were ready to do, ready to get into. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I couldn't even shot out of the air typically. So yeah, yeah, I was getting foot bounds a lot of times. Faux show, sure, faux show. Sure. Um, so that's all I have for this week. I don't know if you guys have anything else. No. So, oh, uh, actually, about. have you seen any of the Ghost of Shishimi? Shishimi? <laughs> yeah, I've been watching a couple streams of that. It looks pretty good. Um, well, yeah, yeah, what did you think about that? Because I think you, you were saying you you like that type of game. What was a uh, what were you playing before? Neo. Like, I played Neo. Neo? Yeah, play, that's, I, that's kind of like it, right? A little bit harder though. Yeah, I'm not. No, I'm not into those games. I did play it. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't get very oh. far in it. The Dark Souls games are not my jam at all. Okay. Yeah. I this didn't seem like Dark Souls-y. Too much. I mean, from what I read, like combat seemed really easy. But what I what I thought though was like the sounds in it and this it, it, the the way it played, like the cinematics, like like not the mini map or anything, but it had like this like natural for like the wind would like guide you in the direction you're supposed to go. I thought oh, that was a neat touch. Yeah. But the sound, man, they were incredible. Like yes. was, <laughs> just the bubbling of like, the throat. Yeah. It's like yeah, well, it's a really beautiful game. It is very gorgeous, gorgeous I don't game. Have I'm not going to play it, uh, yeah. but you know, I, it, it was like, like number 17 or something on like best releases for PS4, yep. which is like pretty impressive given like a lot of people, uh, pretty much waiting for the PS5 now. Yeah. Like, yeah I'm, I'm pretty curious about that one. I'm, I might, I might actually end up picking that one up. I, uh, yeah? I've been spending way too much time playing Overwatch. <laughs> And not doing well either. There's no reason for me to keep playing. Like it's it's not good. Um, but that and I gotta I gotta get back to uh, Outer Worlds. Gotta finish oh, that wow. one. You haven't finished that, huh? I I just stopped it um, when Final Fantasy VII when that remake came out. Jumped into that, and after finishing that, I've been playing Overwatch with my brother. Um, so I gotta gotta get back into into the Outer Worlds, and then I might try to pick up uh, like. Ghosts of what? Ghosts of sashimi? Yeah, sashimi. 
I'm pretty sure it's not sashimi. <laughs> Shishima or something I'm like that. I'm fairly certain that's not right. Yeah, I think Maybe it's like racist. Shishima or something like that. T-S-U-S-H-I-M-A or something. Something like Shishimi, that. Shishima, I like that one better. Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Yes. Would you say that you finished Final Fantasy VII because I, I was like the, the wind behind underneath your wings? <laughs> exactly. Driving yes. you like, please finish the-, the game so we can talk about it, please. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. That we're not playing any common game really right now. I don't think between the three of us we're playing a game. I think Final Fantasy was the only game that was close. Before that, it was like Rocket League. So, well, I mean, you guys, you guys were both playing Outer Worlds. I still gotta get around to playing that sometime. Mm-hmm. I will you, when you I pick it up, that. and I'm I'm only a few hours into it, really. So you pick it up, and we can sort of play it together. Okay. Like something to talk about. Well, I mean, time. I got Spider Man. I got to do with it. I got I still three got months. Assassin's Creed on deck, so. Assassin's Creed. Yeah, Odyssey. Yeah. Seemed fun. I never well, liked the yeah. Assassin's Creed games. I mean, I played one and, and it wasn't bad, but I, I think Odyssey, I think they were saying they kind of deviated from the typical Assassin's Creed and some people hated it, some people loved it. So I don't know. I might fall somewhere in there. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Word. So, Damien, yes. can you answer the question? You winning, son? <laughs> I am I am winning. I am winning, Daddy. Is that weird? Is that weird to call you daddy? Uh, is it no. weird? Is it weird for your kid to call you daddy? Is it because the sexual has the sexualization of the word daddy impacted the way your your kid calling you daddy? Not even a little bit. Okay. Daddy was never a sex- sexualized word in my relationship, so. Well, no, I'm saying so- socially in general. Yeah, I- it might be a little different if my wife called me daddy at times, but mm-hmm. never had that situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a whole lot there, you know. Like, uh, but I mean, I don't know why you're particularly earned. Like, oh, she didn't call you daddy. Like, you're not doing something right. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I got you. No, I mean, she called me other stuff. But it's not daddy. Okay. I think. Daddy, it's it's like saying like that that's someone with dad issues and my wife doesn't have dad issues, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well it's dad issues, but also I don't know. It's like um it's, a, it's you know, that's it's the whole incest thing that the porn is now obsessed with. Stepdother, I'm stuck in the laundry laundromat. Please help me. Well daddy's been around for much longer than, you know, the the explosion of incest porn, I would imagine. Actually, I mean I don't know how far back incest porn has gone, but I mean daddy was like Call me daddy. Like that was like something, like high school. Even mm. before that, like middle school, I remember just like, well, yeah, daddy. Uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what was talked about. I know it was like super sexualized, but uh, yeah, I don't really know the. I don't even think it needed to be. I always just thought it was like daddy issues. Like it, I, when you think about it scientifically, like what was it, uh, Oedipus, Oedipus complex or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't it, know that science. Well, whatever it is, psychological, it makes sense in a way. Like that's the the first man you're ever like. It's, I mean, there is a thing like you you mold the your the people that you you talk to like later on in life, like with the against the people that you you were raised with, like you know, like yeah, I mean, in a way, it does make sense. I I don't. Like, what's the opposite? Like a. Uh, what what do they call it when when it's the mother thing? Mm. I don't know. I don't Can't know. <laughs> it's just like 
your spouse is supposed to have some kind of like connection. Like you see something in your parent, in your spouse, typically, because that's just like the the, the woman that you've known your whole life. So it's only natural, but yeah, so, uh, people took it a little bit farther with the like daddy stuff. But the, that's the thing that, that that's where I always thought daddy came from. Not like, not like, oh, you're sexing me right, yeah, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> you're sexing you got, me right. Say, you know, you're like, oh, you me good. You don't have to say daddy at the end of it. Say my name. Say my name. <laughs> Heisenberg. Heisenberg. You goddamn. <laughs> so for can I say something? I've been Damien. I've been Heisenberg. I'm in. <laughs> Fuck capitalism. Go home, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>